Good morning, church. Good morning. I got a call on Wednesday from Brother Askia to fill in for Pastor Igor Botansky. Nothing wrong with him. He just had some tooth extraction. And actually, they pulled three of his tooth, so that's why he cannot. I couldn't come. So please pray for me. There's a quite short notice, so let, let me just kneel down and pray for God's grace before we start. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you're so merciful to us. And though we are not worthy, you're using us, you love us, and you had this great plan of salvation that cost the life of your son. Lord, let it not be in vain in our lives, so we can forever praise your name. I'm going to start the same way as I started last time. I want to thank the church. At this time, I want to thank the church for your prayers. I don't know if you remember, but last time I told you that I got a new job. And I asked for your prayers, and guess what? God hears your prayers. Because God really gives me such an opportunity to, to talk about him in my workplace that I never imagined. Praise the Lord every day. I can, I can freely talk about God. I mean, I see these criminals in the prison. They're coming to see me for counsel. And, uh, uh, I mean, I would say 70% of them, they call themselves Christian. There's a small percentage that they don't. Uh, there's another uh, big percentage that Muslims. But even the Muslims, I can tell them that, hey, you know, be a good Muslim. Um, and try to lead them back to, hey, Allah is, and they believe that uh, Abraham's God. So in that way, hopefully they can have some seed that that uh, maybe there is something else other than Muhammad. Maybe they can think of and focus or shift their focus on Christ. But for Christians, I mean, it's just amazing that how open they are. And uh, praise the Lord and pray for this. I talked to the chaplain, um, and uh, he is willing to take Adventist literatures, like uh, I was thinking the uh, book of uh, Steps to Personal Revival. If you guys know that book, there's a wonderful book uh, from a German writer, or Steps to Christ, or Desire of Ages. So um, pray for it that, uh, you know, God can open that uh, or widen that uh Door and and we can bring uh, um, um, three angels' message in the in the prison system. So uh, again, thank you for praying for me, and really God really listened to your prayers. But you know, as of I don't know if you see it in a title, why the the, the title I gave this title this message because why do we do that? Why do we? Uh, spread God's word. What is the motivation? Why do we uh, um, want to evangelize and do places to to spread the three angels' message? 
And sometimes I think we can cut off with so many techniques and methods and we forget the, the real reason why we do that. And I think if we go back to one of this old story of the Bible, we can find the, the reason why we spread the word. Okay, So let's open up the Bible in Jonah. Actually, that's a, uh, that's a really well-known, one of the favorite uh, children's story. But I believe that we can learn from it over and over again. It's a, it's a really short uh, book, only four um, uh, chapters. And what we're going to do today is we're going to go, we're going to run through this book, and we're going to get some conclusion. At the end, I'm going to tell you a story. The sounds okay? Okay, wonderful. So, Jonah 1, 1 to 2. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So, can you imagine yourself in the place of Jonah. Let's say God asks you to go to Chicago. Go to Chicago. Chicago is a big city, and their wickedness came up to me and, uh, and, and just um, um, preached the message of repentance. How would we feel? How would we feel? I mean, Chicago is, I don't know if you heard in the news, it's one of the most wicked, especially if you uh, go to the south part of Chicago, it is really a wicked city. It is a wicked city. But I don't think it's, I don't want to single Chicago out. I, I think we are living in an age where many cities are just as wicked as, as, as the other. But uh, back then, Nineveh was, as is really, as we know, it was a center of the Assyrians, a wild city, well known for its uh, brutality and crime. And no wonder why um, Jonah uh, ran to the opposite direction. Let's go, again, we're just going to run through the story. Verse 5. When we can read that a wind came when was uh, Jonah running running the opposite direction, it says, Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and they threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. And actually, because I wrote down the Hungarian verse, it's a verse 4, um, I should uh, read that one instead of, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to broken up. So, have you ever been on a lake or on a sea when there was a storm? Can you imagine yourself in that? I've been, I've been, I remember... Um, in Lake Erie, I was taking some pathfinders out to Kelly's Island, and you know there was a pretty pretty bad wind. It was in October or November, I don't even remember, um, but it was pretty windy. And Lake Erie can be pretty choppy, even when you have a ferry uh, to take you over. So, so can you imagine uh, that little vessel, and God sends the wind? Now that that that's gotta be a wind. So that, that, that's a big wind. It's not just a little, you know, breeze. So uh, it was frightening. It was frightening. And 
And God used this wind to to reach out to, not that to Jonah, who is running foolishly from God, but also to reach out to these uh, people in a vessel, uh, the sailors. And, and this is where it's, uh, you know, that's our first, first uh, evangelistic series of Jonah, or if I can call it that way, when he is preaching to the sailors. And, and we can see what was the uh, result of it. Um, in the Hungarian translation, when you uh, read the words, it's pretty inclusive that all of them, all of them worship the Lord. So there was no, no uh, exceptions um, after they threw Jonah into the sea and, uh, and the wind stopped, they, they all came to worship the Lord. So, but let's go to uh, chapter 2. We uh, read this beautiful prayer of um, Jonah um, from the uh, belly of the whale. And if we um, read verse 9, chapter 2, verse 9, that's what it says. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Um, E.G. White writes in uh, Patriarchs and uh, Kings uh, 2.69, with penitence and recognition of the saving grace of God came deliverance. I think that's a really good lesson to learn. When you really um, repent and realize that that God is a God of love and he is merciful and 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 you you know God who he really is then uh, you have deliverance um, let's go to the story uh, go to chapter three we read that and we can see that uh, Jonah begins to preach it was not a not a real sophisticated message it was a really simple message um, <laughs> 40 more days and this, this city will be destroyed. Um, though it was a simple message, really Jonah just, uh, just did what the Lord asked him to do, nothing more, nothing less. He just went through the city and he was just preaching. But what was uh, the result of it? The whole city came to repentance. I think uh, that would be beautiful if somebody in Cleveland or Chicago or New York would uh, do the same thing and the result would be similar, you know, um, not one or ten or twenty people, um, but but the whole city came to repentance. And how did uh, J- uh, Jonah responded to it on uh, chapter four? He got really, really, really angry. So I think that that whole story, again, just only four chapters, tells you why do we do what we do. Though Jonah did not really understood the real reason, but we can, I found uh, three reasons why we, I think probably you guys can find more, but I find three reasons, three main reasons why we uh, spread the gospel, why we 
want to reach people with the three angels message. And I think it's really important sometimes to go back to the drawing board and, 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 and really get the, the mission. This Adventist church used to be a movement, not just a church who takes care of buildings and administration. Those are important, but those are just a tool. The real reason is, and a, a real, um, the existence, the identity of an Adventist church is to be a movement to prepare the world for Jesus' coming. We cannot lose this one inside. That's, this, is, this is why Jesus uh, called this, uh, this group of people in, um, in the 19th centuries to, to carry a message that nobody else carries. You know, uh, I'm really thankful for Pastor Ware's series on sanctuary because it's really going through a, a special light on how can God free you from sin, prepare you, because really the only thing that we take to heaven is our character. And this is, this is, this is a message that this world needs to hear. So why do we do that? So again, three reasons. Number one, God told us to do it, Right? That's as simple as it is. God told us. Uh, as he told it to Jonah to go to Nineveh, he says the same thing in, in Matthew 28, 19, 20. Let's, let's refresh our minds. Let's go back to Matthew 28, um, 19, 20. We, know, we well know these verses. Mm. And it's... It is not a, a asking for a favor or a suggestion what to do with our times. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth and on earth. So he has the right to tell us or give us a commandment. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded to you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So, so Jesus' commandment is clear, loud, straight, to the point. There is, you cannot argue with it. Everybody has his or her place in that mission. Mission. There is no excuse. This is why called us. This is why we are Adventists. Adventists because God told us to tell the truth to the world. Uh, teach them. Um, tell them. Every, use every opportunity to, to tell them that Jesus is coming back soon. And, and you have to be ready. We have to be ready. There's uh, lots of Christians out there that we're really enjoying the status quo. They don't have the, the, the feeling of urgency. Yes, they see that things are not what it used to be, but they need to know that, yes, Jesus is coming back. Um, it's, it's a fact. It is, it is uh, really um, approaching. And this is lead to the second reason why we have to spread the uh, a message, which is a 
time element. This job has a deadline. This is this is this is also unavoidable. God gave us a deadline, and where is that deadline? We can find it in Revelation twenty-two eleven, one of the most dreadful words of the Bible. Um, twenty-two eleven. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. See, the, the most surprising event of the history of earth is not that Jesus is coming back. I think at that time, with all those calamities and, and earthquakes and everything, people will know that something. The most surprising thing that I think none of us is really um, know when it's going to happen is the close of uh, probation. The clo- and as it is dreadful or, or frightening sometimes, uh, how much it's more for the people around us? And I think this is this is the key element here to to recognize that that people are not ready around us. They are not ready, and uh, this is the only time that we can really reach our neighbors, our coworkers, our family members. In heaven, there is no need to be a witness for Christ. <laughs> they are witnessing everything that we are doing here. This is the only time. This is a most precious time that we can we can do something that angels wants to do. They they want to do. Yes, they are helping us, but but this is a this is a really precious time. I, I think we have to realize that that in heaven we cannot do that. This is God. God chose this this bunch of sinful people to spread His message, message of love, and 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 this is something that uh, that. Will be ended, will be uh, ended sometime. You know, sometime there will be no more opportunity to be a witness to another person. There will be a time when you cannot tell your to to uh, to your relative, to brother or, or or sister, come to church, come back to church. This is the precious time that I don't think that we can we. I'm talking uh, to myself first and more uh, foremost that I can really realize that that um, how precious and how how uh, merciful is from God that give us this time to be able to spread His word. So I think that's a that's another another reason to uh, spread the words because there is going to be a time when we cannot do that. Jesus said it, uh, John nine four. Uh, to seven, he said that you know I'm working while it's daylight, and there is going to be a night time when there's nobody can work, and we are approaching the time. Do you guys remember? Maybe a year ago, the government asked you, I mean, asked the uh, the people to to tell on your neighbors and, and 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 friends if they are getting together on Thanksgiving. Do you guys remember that? I mean, I mean, I mean, if somebody came from the communist country that I, as I came, and I saw some faces, 
We remember the communist countries did that. You know, during communism, you have to tire on your neighbors, on your relatives. And our government, the, the government of the land of free, now they did the same thing a year ago. Nobody really uh, say anything about that. <laughs> how morally, how deep this government went. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a time and you cannot work. You cannot work. You cannot reach out to your loved one. You cannot reach out to your neighbors. So that's a, another reason. I think what's the most important and uh, probably Jonah didn't recognize is why we want to do this work is God's passion for uh, humanity. And, and if we want to be like Jesus, we have to share the same passion. It is not an extra diamond in your crown that matters. It is the precious, unreplicable soul that maybe only you can reach. Maybe you, you are the only one who can, whom can God use to reach that person. And if you don't have that passion for that person around you or a people around you, then I, then, and I think you have to go back to God and, and, and realize what he did for you. Because, because you have to feel the same love and compassion for your neighbors as, 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 as he feels. It is not just a job. God is love. The Bible, full of verses, you know, he so loved the world. He's a good shepherd. He is love. And, um, and, and this is a third, uh, third reason why we spread the three angels' message, because we love the people around us. And it's, it's an agape love. Um, sometimes we can get offended when we are rejected. We talked about on the Sabbath school that, oh, rejection is one of the worst feelings that you can fear. Um, I heard a, a little illustration. How can we avoid that negative feeling, this disappointment? So let's say you have, a, um, you have somebody in your mind that you want to buy her or him a present. You get a present, you, you looked at it in the, uh, a shop, you, you put it in a beautiful box, you, you put a little bow on it, and you give it to the person, and that person rejects it, maybe drops it on the floor. How would you feel? Obviously, you feel rejected and you feel sorry about it. But what about if you are a UPS driver and you gave the same gift that you didn't prepare to someone and does the same thing for that uh, gift, you don't feel that way because you are just the delivery guy. The same way, if we just delivering God's message, that the rejection of that message should not offend us. Yes, we are sorry for that person, and we want to go back, but I just wanted to um, highlight it that rejection should not be a reason not to spread God's word. Because it's God's message, and they are re- uh, rejecting God, and 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 yes, you feel for that person, but that's all you can do. You do it for the glory of God. Um, so the three reason: number one, God told us to do. Number two, we don't have too much time. And number three, 
we have to have the same passion and love towards fallen, sinful, dying humanity as Jesus had. And we, um, during the Sabbath school, Jesus did not uh, withdraw uh, his love from this. Uh, uh, He did not uh, turn turn around and just, just said, okay, I'm not going to do that. When he looked at his disciples sleeping while he was carrying humanity's sin on his shoulders. So let's just pray for um, the mindset of Christ. Philippi, we read Philippi 2, uh, 5 till um, 11 or so on. We see what kind of mindset Jesus had. Now the story goes like this. Um, in the 1950s, there was five young men um, who shared Christ's passion towards a special uh, group of people um, in nowadays Ecuador. Uh, I don't know if any of you heard the Operation Auka. You heard about that? Yeah. So the story, those who didn't hear the story, it is a, it is a story about about really compassion, uh, to be compassionate for tribal people in the Amazonas, people that are well known about their the violence and, um, and brutal way to dealing with uh, foreigners. But they knew that, that God has these commandments and they had this passion. So this five young men, Jim Elliott, Nate Saint, and Mac- Collie and Peter Fleming and Roger uh, Yodrian had this idea to get a plane, or airplane, and uh, and start to reach out to these people. So what they did, they in '56 uh, or '55, um, they started to fly over this uh, tribe uh, group of people. This 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 tribe, and they dropped down um, gifts. Um, they tried to say in the speakers um, their language, and they tried to just befriend them to the point where uh, they had this idea that uh, they will um, um, they will uh, establish a camp a couple kilometers from uh, um, from the uh, tribal camp. Okay, so in um, they, they they program started in September of uh, 1955, and in uh, I think in January they established this camp. And uh, one time when the pilot was flying over this tribe, they saw that bigger group of um, warriors and some women with them. They coming towards the um, uh, towards their camp on Palm Beach. That's what they call their uh, assembly, and uh, that's what they were asking for. So they were so happy and excited that uh, finally uh, more people will visit them. Unfortunately, they came with uh, with, with swords and uh, sword with spears, and they killed all of them. They killed all of them. All five was killed on the beach. And um, 
And um, that story could have ended right there, unless uh, one of the widow, James Elliot's wife, and another guy's sister, two years later, they went back, and they continued the work to the point where many people got converted even from those people who were part of the killings. Now, this is a mindset. This is, this is something that only God can give us. This is the love that we should share toward this uh, dying world. And this is the third reason. I think it's what, what Jonah really missed when he got so upset about his plant or, or, or squash or I don't know what was that, that he lost. How much more God would feel sorry for this dying world? So my prayer is that um, that God would give me that passion. God would give me that, give us that um, urgency to see the time. Uh, Brother Steve was talking about what's happening in the, in Europe and in in other parts of the world. Really, the whole earth is crying out and telling us that get ready, get ready. We know the uh, Ellen White writings before um, Jerusalem was taken by the Romans. There were so many signs, and there was no one Christian who died in that siege. They had opportunity. We want people to to get out of Babylon. We want people people to realize who is the beast. We have a job to tell them to worship God on the right day and do it with a love that makes us ready to die for our fellow men. For his glory, in Jesus' name, amen.